0: He kōna i e pūrangi Tene, nā te Reo irirangi o Aotearoa.
1: E re re te karoro, e...
0: The title of my of my thesis is uh, Ehere te Karoro, Ehere Kihuria, uh, Ngaita of the 28 Maori Battalion. So that's the name of a muteatea from, from Huria. He, he Prior to, to commencing this thesis, we'd been singing that or practicing that at the marae. And when I found out the, um, the meaning behind that wayata, I thought, oh, that's, that's quite an appropriate name for my thesis. And so from erere te karoro, e re re ki huria. So it talks about um, karora, or gulls, um, taking flight from Huria and flying above Huria and uh, some soaring off far, far away and always coming back to Huria. Mm. And I likened that to the soldiers. So these soldiers from Huria, from Gaita Marawaho, uh, flying away to adventures halfway around the world and and coming home. <laughs> It also talks to a young maiden who, a bit of a story behind that, who um, was feeling um, confused with life, depressed, and again, I liken that to, to what these young men, bearing in mind, you know, a lot of them are 19, 20, 21, would have been feeling um, over in Europe, you know, that it wasn't quite the adventure that they were seeking and, you know, and then reality hits when they get over there and seeing the horrors of war.
2: At the dining table in my house, my older brother Te Moanarua, is here to talk about our grandfather and the men from our hapū, Ngai Tamarawaho, who served in the war overseas. My brother and my older sister grew up with my maternal grandfather – Oa Kuro, Takahurangi Gerald Natoko. I never met my grandfather. He died in 1975 before I was born. At the time, Temuanarua was just seven years old. In 2017, over 40 years since my grandfather's death, my brother would receive his Masters of Indigenous Studies under the Maho of Matatua Marai, the graduation hosted by Te Whare Wananga or Awanuiarangi. His master's thesis was inspired by our grandfather's service and as a way to honour these men. Our conversation coming up. Koe rā te tino kaupapa e haereaki nei. Anā koe te kaupapa hei whakamaumahara mahara kinga hoia o te opetaua. I aku rauranga tira mā, nei rā te mihi kia tātou katoa. This is Te Ahika on RNZ National, with Justin Murray, aho. So so Koro would have been, was he um, another one of those inspirations to do this mahi because he served?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, sort of the background story, you know, prior to me writing this research um, stemmed from my childhood memory around some of the paraphernalia that was uh, in the house at the time, like, for example, Kuro's, um Army suitcase, his army jacket. Um, I think a, a drink bottle, which were sort of in the wardrobe in a in the darkest corner, just sitting there. And uh, me and your your older sister Sheena, sort of playing around with them and sort of um, not really knowing what they were. Uh, Did you wear them? Yeah, well, we sort them? of. I think we had there was a like a like a like a a, a shoulder bag that that I think we might have uh, used to go take it to school and scribble stuff on the <laughs> outside, uh, you know. But we didn't know, and um, yeah. so I remember those things. And then uh, a key thing that happened was was the old lady Waititi Maureen I'm talking about, um, her, her cousin Raymond Piahana, Yes, uh, um, sought her out and said, I wondered if we had corals." Uh, Army service medals back, um, and she said no, and and wasn't aware of uh, uh, what he what he uh, might qualify for, and so he set about uh, researching that, and then um, and he was in Christchurch at yeah, the time. he lived in Christchurch, and he was a ex Malaya Borneo uh, vet called Raymond or Wee as he was known to to his generation.
2: P i w y.
0: Uh, I think it was, uh, well, I'm not too sure how the spelling was. Oh, okay. When I asked how he got that name, they just said, well, he was just a, 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 a he was small in stature. Right, right. And I suppose they just, the name Peewee, you know, he was about four foot nothing, so, uh, <laughs> but, you know. But uh, lovely man, and um, so really, um, I can't recall what the year was. I know that I was still living in Auckland, so it would have been um, the early 90s. mm when uh where Stefana received Cuddle's um, war medals back and I was uh they were given to me and uh whilst I was living in Auckland I remember um uh that was the beginning of my attendance at uh Anzac ceremonies. Mm. So the first one I went to was uh was at the uh, the war memorial museum in, in Auckland back in the early nineties. And uh, you know, not not knowing the etiquette, um, I knew I needed to take Cottle's medals but I actually wore them on the inside of my swami, <laughs> uh, oh. not not showing them because uh, yeah, I just um, I wasn't too sure what what uh, you know. I was still finding out the etiquette around those donga, and I mean I I, I know now and obviously wear them with pride. But back then, yeah. So really, um, you would have been in your twenties. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, oh no, how old am my hell? No. <laughs> I might have been a little bit older, but anyway, oh. uh, but yeah, I saw it so yeah, from that time from the Taunga Mayungga Daonga I started to to uh, learn more and appreciate um, you know, the um, the sacredness of those of those taunga.
2: More about the Taonga or Koros war medals later on. Another motivation for my brother's research is that in general, not much was known about the men who served from Naitamrawaho.
0: I was at uh, uh, Hangaro Marae who had the service that year and overheard a group uh, um, asking uh, why the service hadn't been at, uh, at Huria and, and I heard some remarks along the lines of, well, they're not too sure or, oh. or they had um, uh, very few koraua, um go to the wars and, um, or the Second World War in particular and I, I knew that wasn't correct. So that was the catalyst for writing this... Um, Thesis and doing the research behind it.
1: Our, our,
0: our Koro Takahurangi was, was a member of the battalion, so yes, yeah, so I wanted to do some research about him and, and his cousins and father and that also um, went to World War II with the battalion. <laughs>
2: The 28th Māori Battalion was made up of 700 men, volunteers who answered a call to arms. The men were placed into five companies. A Company from Auckland to the Northland, B Company from the Bay of Plenty and parts of the East Coast, C Company from Ngātipurau, Rungo Rungofakata, Tiaitanga, Hauiti, D Company, Taranaki, Wellington and South Island, and HQ Company. Koro served in B Company. His younger brother, the late Dr. Morihu Ngatokorahi Pere, would provide wisdom and guidance throughout my brother's study research.
0: When I when I decided that I would research this, the first thing I went I would go and see Koro Morihu and have a cup of tea with him and talk about what I was uh, intending on doing. Mm-hmm. To which, of course, he he gave his full support and blessing. So that was that. I thought that was quite uh, important. Throughout my research, I've also had the support of our Kahui Eco ka from from Houtia, from Ngāi mm-hmm. That meant that I was able to meet with them regularly at their monthly hui, and uh, talk about, well, various things around whakapapa, getting their cordial in terms of uh, you know the pieces of the puzzle that they had, uh, and just getting some some guidance uh, around uh, things that they thought were important to the research. Uh, as Māori, you know, a lot of what we do in everyday life is underpinned by kapapa Māori, mm. whatever that looks like, whether it's, um, you know, well I'm not just saying mihi mihi and things like uh, karaki and all those um, things that we do naturally uh, and even where, uh, where the, the appropriate place might be to, to talk with these whāna. Is that at home? Is that at the marae? Yeah, Just those sorts of things. Mm. Um, I mean, for Coral Raymond, for example, Raymond Piahana. I mean, I flew to Christchurch to interview him over a couple of days and uh, one thing I learnt from that, in terms of methods, is that um, when you're interviewing Kuyokro or Farlow, sometimes is that um, you know you can go set with you uh, a list of ten questions that you want to bang out <laughs> and, and and numbered from one to ten, but actually you know it doesn't uh, always happen like that. But overall, there were three questions that he focused on. One was. You know, why did these young fellas enlist to go over? Why did they go and fight? And why did they? Well, well, you know, was um, it the big
2: adventure kind of narrative coming through?
0: I think it's not a straightforward answer. I, I think it's a, it's a mix of things. One of them was to seek adventure overseas. To go overseas and, well, you know, before that, I mean, to to, to enlist, to go down to Trentham, receive, um, you know, the training, receive this kit, receive weapons, you know, then catch a boat from Wellington, PPCA Wharf, over to via Australia, via Egypt, into Europe. Boy, that sounds pretty exciting when you're sort of 19, or even, you know, Younger. I mean, the youngest, the youngest one from Hoodie was um, Leonard Hall, who was 17 and a half. But they were quite smart with their. Um, Enlisting forms, uh, <laughs> yeah. put it that way. But, like you know, fibbing. fibbing, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. That, that was all over the place. You know? yeah, they yeah. would use yeah. um, alternate names, and uh,
2: oh, you actually mentioned that yeah, in your yeah, research yeah, yeah, that yeah, they were yeah. known as other names. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like our, like our, even our own you know. Uh, it, but he was of age. I think he was twenty when he enlisted. But a lot of them weren't, and a lot of them, even if they were of age, uh, lied anyway because their uncles or their parents wouldn't wouldn't let them go. The second question that I wanted to um, answer was um, what was the feeling amongst the um, the hapu at the time, bearing in mind that um, you know um, the land confiscations in Tauranga Moana in eighteen sixty five, following the wars a year before, uh, for a lot of hapu and um was still raw. Yes, that was one of them. You know what was the feeling amongst the hapu? And the other one, the other question was the uh, the leaders. You know um, the leaders of our hapu. You know who were hard out petitioning um, the government, the Crown around to redress and injustices and only only, you know, a few generations later, uh, well, if we're talking eighteen sixty five, uh, World War One in about nineteen fourteen thereabouts, you know, and then followed by World War Two, thirty nine, you know, these were just generations later. You know, our people have um, hold on to things like too and and, and injustices and inequalities. So on the one side, you know, we were suffering from that, and then on the other side, we would still send our our young men to war to fight for, um, yeah, well, king and country. My conclusion is that it was probably a combination of all of that. Because the other thing too is these, you know, these these men were young. A lot of the jobs at the time were intensely labour uh, labourous, yeah. so, you know, digging gorse at farms and 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 ploughing you know, and, and, and and you think about some of our some of our communities in Hapu around the Motsu and uh, you know, like if you look at you know Ngātipurau and Tihirairangi, Te you know, they lost whole villages and communities, all their men. Went, you know, drop, drop shovels and and enlisted and, and went in huge numbers, and when you think about some of our hapu here, for ex- you know, like at home like the Matarawhau, well, you know, um, I would imagine that uh, you know, uh, young men would say, oh Jesus, my brother and cousins are going to war, I'm going well, to, I'm going to sign up too. So so, you mm. know, brothers would sign up, first cousins would sign up, and so you'd get a a concentration of, of young men between sort of seventeen and, and thirty who, who would want to go to war. Our grandfather Tucker arrived with the fourteenth reinforcements to to Europe and so wasn't there for long in Europe, um, was there for just over a year.
2: And of course, uh, in your master's uh, thesis, Erere Te Karoro, Erere Kihuria, there are some other men in here that you, um, and Farno's and and whakapapa that you researched. Was it a matter of finding out who served in both the First World War and the Second World War that were from Naitamarawaho, And did that take you a few years?
0: It's a big question. You know, the question of whether they they all came home. And for years and years and and decades, it's, it's been the whakaro held amongst our queer crow that yeah they all did come home but actually they didn't come home so you know that's one of the benefits of, uh, of Rangaho often farno and hapu and iwi will, will stick to one story and then and then some bruaho comes along and yeah. some sto- and and uh, the the Park evidence and uh, yeah. and then changes the story you know just unpacking the layers and finding out oh Jesus you know um, we have a story of what happened but what else happened and, and that, that's um, I've been able to draw that out in some of some of the research findings. So 23 soldiers from Ngai Tamaraua Hall went to World War II and of those 23, 20 were Māori Battalion. The, the three soldiers from the 23 in total that went to World War II, the three that were outside of the battalion were Ian Hall, so Ian Hall belong was in World War Two. Was part of the New Zealand uh, petrol company, and I'd, up until that point, I'd never heard about the New Zealand well, petrol no, company. Oh too. So he was in charge of make of refueling. Refueling, yeah. <laughs> and if you think about it, you know, getting fuel to the front line to to jeeps and tanks and whatnot that that's what they did. I hope they paid got paid good money because you imagine uh, a fuel truck driving to, it's a pretty big target for a sniper or someone to hit. and
2: oh, yeah. I, th- I think
0: you'll toast if your truck carrying fuel gets hit. So, yeah, that was Ian Hall, um, older brother of James Hall, and their younger brother, um, Le- <laughs> Leonard Hall, who was Navy. So he had Navy, Air Force and Petrol Company, and then alongside um, these other men um, who were in the Maura um, Battalion. So what are we looking at here? Well, the date is uh, 23 Jan 1946, and that's the, the welcoming of the, uh, the battalion uh, onto uh, Pepitia Wharf in, in Wellington. And there's coral there uh, in the middle amongst his uh, battalions.
2: Footage of the return of the 28th Māori Battalion is available on YouTube, thanks to Archives New Zealand. Now, on this day, around 780 troops were welcomed home to a rousing pōhiri. Now, for my whānau, it's particularly special because this is the only moving image I have seen of my kōro. At the 4 minute and 22 second mark, in the middle of the screen, my grandfather, kōro, looks right at the camera. When you first saw this video, Brian, your your archival research, what, what kind of comes to mind for you?
0: Well, you can only just imagine how glad it was for these men to be back home. And it's hard to imagine what, what they would have seen overseas. And, and waking up every morning overseas and wondering whether... Um, they'll be alive at the end of the day. And, and you know, some of these men were overseas for, for over four years.
2: Part of the ceremony, which the
1: of-
0: and our grandfather was, you know, thankfully only overseas for for a year. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, if he, if he hadn't come back from war, um, we wouldn't be sitting here this morning <laughs> having this call. <court. laughs> and sadly, uh, many didn't come home. So imagine, you know, to come home to a, you know, a, a poor of that magnitude. When Cordor returned, he,
2: like many men of the battalion, didn't share their experiences.
0: Certainly, amongst our, our own find, no, know um, no one spoke of it. And, you know, I mean, I was only seven when he passed. And, um, but no one, uh, you know, not, not. Maureen, the old lady, not you know, uh, our, our mum uh, mm-hmm. Reddy Petzi or, or our aunties and uncles um, spoke about it. No, no. At some stage there was a, uh, a welcome back to Tūranga Waiwai Marai uh, and talking to Kōrō Mori who, who, who was at Tūranga Waiwai Marai when his um, older brother and mm. cousins came home and then from there they, they either trained back or drove back to Huriamarai where they had another pōhiri for them there.
1: Go
2: forth, O oh brave men, hasten your return home to Huria. My brother Timonaroa remembers a conversation about the return of these men back to the Marai.
0: I know Koromori was telling me some stories about some of his cousins who um somehow between um Tūranga Waiwai and Tauranga Moana, managed to get some crates of beer somewhere. <laughs> and uh and uh, one or two of them came onto the Murai uh were well, welcome back, you know, we're were 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 quite happy, put it that way, and um, you know, under normal Circumstances that would have been shunned, you know, coming onto the yes onto the marae, a bit haurangi but uh, obviously um, you know a different different occasion, different times back then, and uh, but yeah, so these men came home, and um, you know, and then for some, great to be home, but also you know what followed that for a lot of the men was uh, you know the beginning of problems, you know, of uh, and that's the thing we talked about earlier, just that post traumatic stuff mm. and depression, mm. uh, and not forgetting too that some were wounded, some were maimed and weren't able to work. Some, you know, turned to alcohol and um, to try and, I suppose, um, get rid of the, some of the things that they had seen. And, um, you know, and as we mentioned about alcohol, you know, he, uh, he maybe maybe one way he dealt with it was not, not to just talk about it.
2: Yeah, you know? as was common yeah. throughout the whole of the, the 28th Māori Battalion.
0: And there's lots of stories. The expectations that they would slot back into everyday life, carry on um that didn't happen for a lot of these men depression and post traumatic stress um, alcoholism you know all that sort of stuff which you know inflicted our, our our men so to varying degrees you know
2: so they didn't all come back and i think in the in your thesis you mentioned was there two
0: Yes. Yeah, so two
2: that didn't come back
0: to you? Yeah, two didn't come come back home one of those that didn't come home was a um, from the Hall or Matthews family, and his name was James Hall, who was a um, his uh tūpuna was was too, So he was um, Royal Air Force, and so he, he, he died on the 31st of May 42, 1942, killed in action. And is interred at in the Netherlands, Sergeant James Milton Hall. Um, didn't come home. The other crower that didn't come home was one of the um one of our Weekpafarne um and that was a private um, Anania Weekapa who was killed in action and and on the fourth of April nineteen forty three and is interred at uh, in Tunisia, which is northern Africa. I think it's just to the side of um of Europe, so um, so that's our we Papa Fano who, who who married into uh, obviously um, you know the people would know Wee Papa as a a, a a huge whānau from Mōtiti and married into our Piahana whānau.
2: My brother has brought with him my koros medals. These three. It was back in nineteen ninety that Raymond Piahana, our grandmother's cousin, asked her if she had received these medals. When she told him no, he said about retrieving these from the New Zealand Army. In 1995, the Fano received these Tonga.
0: Just bearing in mind that um, our grandfather um, Tucker wasn't there for long in Europe; um, was there for just over a year, and so you know, based on a short time there, um, qualified for um, for three medals, one being um, the Italian star, and basically the Italian star. I mean, I'll find out sort of the the criteria around it, but basically, obviously, you um, had to have served in, in, in Italy to qualify for the Italian Star. Uh, he also received the, uh, the service medal uh, basically for, for, for the troops or the soldiers that um, uh, had served in, in World War II, and the other uh, medal was the War Medal 1939-1945. That's what our, our, our kraua, uh those are the, the, the medals that we received back from uh, after our uh, Koral Raymond doing his investigations into what Coral might be eligible for.
2: On Anzac Day in 2015, Huria Marae hosted the annual Anzac commemorations in Tauranga. It was then that a memorial sculpture was unveiled, dedicated to the men of Ngai Tamarawaho.
0: The title of my thesis, E Karoro, was sort of inspired the, what the um, that taonga might look like and, and the artist that we got or commissioned to work on that was Whare Thompson to work on that sculpture monument with some sort of, um, you know, some guidance from a few of us and obviously taking some influence from the name of my thesis. So there's three karoro uh, depicted, and as you say, uh, one has a a moko and is actually, if you look at it, is looking towards the um, the tickle, tickle on top of the farinui tamatia poroi fernua. And so the fakadol behind that was that she represents um, the mums, uh, the queer oh. the partners, the women that were waiting at home uh, for their their sons and 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 husbands or partners to return home. So and the other two uh, obviously represent the soldiers and it's sort of ironic that uh, you know the other two uh, are there beside her and it's you know two men that we lost overseas
2: the plaque reads itit e re re te e re re kihuria go forth o oh brave men hasten you return home to Huria. hetohu fa maharatanga haratanga ki kinga O ngai kingato pito whawhai ki ngā tōpito o te a te a hoki, mungatsupuna imateai tūpuna teranga mateai ngā pakanga mate ngā, paka ngā, ngā herehere. Moimai koutou, moimai, mai okioki oki e. This passage from his master's thesis, E E Kihuria, of the 28th Maori Battalion.
0: The goals and objectives of this research have been achieved. Just as I thought, the reclaiming and retelling aspects of this research, and the responsibility that came with that, were the most rewarding. If anything, I hope that readers will find this thesis informative. Researching and writing writing it has been a transformational journey and a huge privilege and honour. But I give it all to Ngā Hōia Tamarāwaho and their whānau. Our men of the 28th Māori Battalion were welcomed back, welcomed home to Pipitia Wharf on the 23rd of January 1946, but for the writer, it is like they are being welcomed home for the very first time.
2: Yeah. You actually received a bit of a tohu too when you graduated. Oh, just with... a little bit. <laughs> Can't my brother's so humble. I I th- I think it was he actually the received the Top Scholar Award Sorry, of 2017. He'll know, he just doesn't want to say it. Yeah. Um, and he's also on the Tiawanui Arangi website. <laughs> Am I? Oh my yes, goodness. Yes, you are. And when you graduated, you actually wore oh, yeah, uh, corals, yeah, medals yeah. underneath your uh, graduate gown.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop bringing back those. <laughs> memories. <families. laughs> Rangahau is uh, an awakening and a lot of our marae have um, kohatu maumaratanga Kinga Hoya. not all of them do, some of them don't anyway what I'm saying is that it's just an opportunity for whanau, for hapu, for marae to do their own research so that um, you know the names of those, um, of those soldiers are not lost by our uh, generations and the generations to come because they d- deserve to be told ko no tō guengwa no tēnei uh, muka o tauranga moana, no Ngāti Ranginui Ngāi Terangi uh, ko ngā hapū ko, ko uh, Kahu, tēnā, uh, ngā, uh, no tēnā uh, e uh, piki
2: koe tungane, o te o E That conversation with my older brother, Te Monaroa Nātoko, and his research into the men from our hapū of of the 28th Māori Battalion. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email tiahikar at rnz.co.nz. Of course, tonight's episode is in remembrance of ANZAC Day, he Fakamo maharatanga, a kinga hoia o teopu tawa. Kai wari tiatato, lest we forget.